Are you looking to level up your author business? Are you pounding your head against a wall, wondering what your next step should be? Then join me, Daniel Wilcox. And me, Sasha Black, as we haul ass each week in a bid to level up. Level up. Come along for the ride as we delve deep into the business of writing, craft, entrepreneurship, and every level of the author journey. This is the Next Level Author Podcast. Hello Achievers and welcome to episode 82 of the Next Level Authors Podcast, a podcast where we hold each other to account and track our step-by-step progress as we level up our author business. My name's Daniel Wilcox and here with me every week is... Sasha Black. What's up Sasha? How's it going? Well, it's, it's, my life is a juxtaposition because I'm filled with joy still, I'm still full of joy, but I'm also in quite a lot of pain today. So... Joyful pain. I mean it's not joyful pain (laughs) uh I have really bad dental issues um that are just going to cost thousands of pounds to have fixed and thus haven't had them fixed and I'm in pain so that's where I'm at so I look a bit ragged today for listeners just maybe don't watch this one on YouTube (laughs) dental stuff is fucking horrible it is just when when you actually get like an infection or anything just happened and it's just it's not it's never just the tooth you know like other pains it's like oh my finger hurts a bit or whatever but this is like mm. no it's your entire face goes yeah yeah exactly um and pretty much every time I've gotten on a plane to go and see my dad um I get some kind of dental issue so it was like not a surprise that like literally three days or a week before I went I got a dental issue I've had to have emergency dental work in Holland twice so I will refrain from reading too much into that <laughs> apparently it's the air pressure in the cabin which you haven't um, yet been in no but that is what caused the problems um the other two times that I went because the air pressure so I ha- have really small sinuses and I have sinus issues and I've had surgery and they've like removed a piece of bone from my face and all kinds of stuff to like try and fix my sinuses which is why I have dental problems keep going we can keep that in i basically just fucking <laughs> i tried to get back onto the screen and press the pause recording button carry on it will be seamless <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> it will be seamless because we have a goddess dealing but, with it but also because i was so quick that no one will notice there was a blip just i would well we would have heard the recording stop it's fine this is staying in let's go anyway um <laughs> So I have sinus issues. I've had sinus surgery. They always cause dental problems. When you get in an aeroplane, the cabin pressure changes. Fuck with my sinuses. And that's what causes dental problems. But this time, I think like my brain was just like, oh, we're getting on a plane. Let's fuck you up a bit. So um, that's what's happened. Anyway, I'm also filled with joy because I've ordered a new computer. Oh, yeah. I I have like um, a lot of boxes. Um, I'm just waiting for the actual mini Mac to turn up. It has been dispatched now, but it it arrives the day I land. So I'm having it delivered to my mum's house. So I probably won't get it till the next day. Um, so yeah, week Exciting. tomorrow. And then like, I'm going to spend all Friday like setting up my new computer, which is like, good. It's so goddamn fast. I hope so. I, I'm just, con- I just, what I would really like is a computer that doesn't spend 85% of the day overheating. That mm-hmm. would be nice. Um, so yeah, how about you? How's your week been? You, sir, are not where you ought to be. I'm on location. You are. In, I'm in a location. I mean, you're always in a location. Yeah, no, I, um, I decided to take a bit of a road trip this week and test to see if I can take my work truly mobile. So, I mean, I've tried this before and then 
it had been around times where I didn't have very, very pressing deadlines. So it just, it just turned into a bit of a holiday. Whereas <laughs> this week I, I do have, well, I have a deadline next week for a book I've got a hand in. So I do have to get work and stuff done. And what actually tends to happen, and this is, this is such a like first world problem, but what actually happened was the last time I went and visited friends, I was very clear to say like, I have work to do. So like, while you work, I will work. And then we can like hang out like in breaks and stuff. I remember See where this is going. Yeah, I turned up one of my friend's houses. I was staying with him for a couple of days, actually, like the guy where I am now. And he was like, oh, good news. I've got the next three days off. And I was like, like, that's awesome. But at the same time, like, I do need to get work done. And so this time around, I, I wait till the very last minute and kind of like <laughs> surprised him with it. So about two days ago, I was like, I'm coming to yours for three days. It was like, oh, I, I don't think I'll be able to get out of work. I'm like, good. <laughs> <laughs> So he's out delivering and doing stuff. And I basically just got use of his flat for, for the day. I'm going to sign some words. And then tonight we're going to meet up with him and his missus. And we're going to go for um, a meal at a place called the Giggling Squid, which sounds very, very interesting. It's all sort of like Asian infused food. Um, uh, I have to say he has changed his house around because those that wooden stuff was not there before. And it's I really like it. This he did when he moved in. Oh, so you must be in a different location then. Yeah, I would have been probably about 10 foot that way because this only stretches like to the other side of like this bookshelf thing that you can kind of just about see on the corner. Okay. Um, I I can just turn. Ah, oh, it's very nice. So for listeners, it's a very nice sort of um, pallet slack wooden uh, wall. Um, It is old pallets, yeah. Yeah, so it looks like he's sort of slotted wooden, like as a feature wall kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, it's it's very nice. I I really like... um, palette stuff like that yeah I do. interesting tidbit as well when he's hanging stuff on the wall he doesn't actually create holes he just uses the holes that were already in the palette anyway that's so there's amazing like loads of little holes around here you can just put a nail in um but yeah so that's kind of me i've just been off on location and trying to visit people it's been a lot of driving but i've managed to so far keep on top of my work and provided that i can slam words and get things done today that should continue so it's it's nice and the other good news as well is um things are actually moving forward on my house which is gorgeous so i think touch wood as of yesterday I may have sent off the last bit of paperwork I need to do my side and I got a message from my estate agent saying that we should be starting to discuss dates soon which is very exciting but also it's one of those things where suddenly like the the reality of the move is going to be fitting in and I freaking knew it well we don't know dates yet but I knew in my heart it was going to be in November which for new listeners or for listeners that haven't heard me half on about boot camp enough I am basically balls to the wall in November running a boot camp with lots of different people. If you if you need me to help run the odd session during move, let me know and I can help run a session or two. Thank you. Really appreciate that. No, that's all right. No worries. Yeah, no, that'd be cool. It'll cost you dearly. No, I know. (laughs) At the fucking end of it. Okay, I, I got you, man. I I got you. No, I got you. I I helped your boot camp, so (laughs) I have to do the things. Um, but yeah, I just something i just knew i just knew it was going to be still well listen you know you you've got people who will help i'm happy to help so just let me know what you need appreciate it very much um what's something that you've enjoyed this week um probably um so one was ordering all my new computer. That was actually, that was a bloody nightmare that took three hours. But um, sort of the consequence of that, obviously, I'm, I'm very much enjoying. Yes. Um, oh, sorry, just trying to stretch. Uh, the Way of the Argosy by Sebastian de Castel, uh, which is part of the Spell Slinger series. 
Um, this is a prequel, one of two prequels that the publisher sent me. So I've mm. got Way of the Argosy and Fall of the Argosy. Spellslinger is the first one. And um, I sort of went in without any expectations, really. And I really bloody enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Nice. Um, and uh, so I get to interview him next week. I've got to finish this one um, before that. Um, and then last, but by no means least, uh, creating the masterclasses. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, Dan. Game changer. <laughs> Game fucking changer, sunshine. I am like... in love with masterclasses and I haven't even taught the first one yet. Yeah. Um, what I have realized is that um, I am an active thinker. So you know how some people can just like think about things whilst they're doing stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm not that person. I need active time to actively think about the thing and in creating the villains masterclass um it is forcing me to actively think about villains actively think about what i know process and then sort of be able to explain that and then go deeper than i've ever gone before so like there is new content and fresh stuff in there that nobody's going to have seen before um and it's just like yeah i'm i'm loving it and in doing that i've come up with a whole new book idea on villains um that I'm very excited about mm -hmm. and um yeah so like whoever comes to this masterclass will get sort of sp like sprinkles and elements of that like I'm not going to go into book level detail obviously in a masterclass but yeah I'm going to cover some of the so, some of the things that yeah and so I just forgot like how much joy I derive from this kind of deconstruction and looking at what I know and like by deconstructing things, working out tools and tricks that I can put into my own writing. And I really, really love that. Somebody told me uh, when I was talking about it on a Zoom the other day that I was literally glowing when I was talking about it. And I was like, that is how I feel about yeah. these classes. So what I can say with... meant with villainy. Yeah, what I can say with absolute certainty is that this will not be the last masterclass I do. Mm. That's exciting. That's yeah. Exciting. Yeah. So that's me. How about you? What have you enjoyed this week? I, I'm going to say reading. And the reason I say reading is because um, I basically took control of my reading pleasure. <laughs> I, I can't phrase it any differently than that. I started, so I am going to be writing a book in November with uh, my dear friend, Julie Heiner. Um, and there are elements of snow and mountains and, and that kind of stuff. So uh, a friend of mine recommended a book by Dan Simmons called The Terror which has been adapted into like a, I think a TV series and audio series. Like it's quite big. Um, and I started reading the book and it's really well written. It is basically about um, a ship called the HMS Terror that gets stuck in the Northwest Passage in the 1800s. And you've got ice and everything basically just slowly growing and, and compressing the ship. And you've got obviously all like people getting to the point of starvation and how they have to survive on the ship. And I got about two chapters into it. And when, I don't want to read this right now. And I've got a real thing at the minute where, or at the minute for the last few years, where basically when I start a book, I just finish it, even if I speed read it through to the end. And as I was reading it, I was like, this isn't a bad book. This is, this is a good book, but it's not the book that I want to be reading right now. Mm -hmm. Because obviously like we've spoken before about like my dive into sort of fantasy and, and that kind of dark elements of that. And I've just been dying for ages to get to the first book in the Witcher series. 
So I went, I haven't DNF this book. I basically shelved it for later for terror. But I was like, rather than reading a book that I feel like I have to read just for the sake of it, find a book that you fucking enjoy. <laughs> so that you're enjoying in that moment. And- I wonder if this is why I read so many books, because I did that to two books last night. I like couldn't get into either of them. So I was just like, read them later. Yeah, maybe. Oh, you go. Maybe. But yeah, I got um Blood of Elves. Mm. And it's like Is that the first one? It's the first one, yeah. And it's written like as I'm reading it, I'm like, this feels much more me right now, in terms of like I'm not in any way comparing myself to I don't even know how to pronounce the um, author's name. Um Andre something or other. Andre Sapkowski. Um, I'm not in any way comparing myself to them in terms of like prose level and stuff, but it's much more closer to the type of stuff that I write rather than what the terror was, which is a bit more um, very, very dense historical fiction. Dan, you are talking to number one competition. You are allowed to compare yourself when you talk to me. Okay. That is like one of the biggest strands of competition is comparison. I know they always say like, don't compare, but like we compare. So you could, this is safe space. Well, no, I mean, like I I don't compare myself to other writers because I am me and I am my own voice. Mm. So like, but I think it is very, very similar to the stuff that I kind of write and like how I say in terms of, um, you know, the POV, the kind of like levels of description, the character interactions and stuff, it's much more. And what it's, because I'm basically like really in a spin and really deep in my thoughts at the minute about all this fantasy stuff, because as I mentioned before, when I started writing, it was with this like fantasy idea. Mm. And although I'm definitely not returning to that idea, there are elements of that that I did love that are kind of like resurfacing again. And I'm looking at ways to potentially like weave them through. And just one of the things I've always really struggled with with fantasy, I say always because I've not approached fantasy really since then, is with fantasy, I, in the beginning, I felt like it was harder because I felt like I really had to convey the picture of what was in my head very, very accurately. So if there was sort of these creatures that I'd made up, I had to get them really specific and stuff. And what this book is reminding me is that you can be as general as you want and just let the reader imagine the world. Like there are elements that you can be vague about that people will assume. So I don't have to describe, for example, like my specific type of elves or you know dwarves or anything else because people fucking know what elves and dwarves are from other books. So yeah. you can focus on the characters and the plot and let the world kind of weave itself. Mm. So it's been a, a, a trip down studying basically and just enjoying it along the way most individualization comment ever by the way well I, well, I don't compare myself nobody is like anybody else that's true that's <laughs> i know that. it's like number one individualization <laughs> i love it also do you know what i love more that i can see a little glint because you've sort of found a little bit of joy in reading and finding that thing that you're like that you can i don't want to don't know what action this is like <laughs> that you, yeah <laughs> that you're, that you're a like swatting at a bit of yarn. Yeah, a fly uh, a butterfly uh, that you're yeah that little thing that you're you're grabbing onto and what I hope is that in finding that particular book you can then find connected ones like not necessarily all yeah. by the same author but like other ones in the genre that that match closer to what it is that you're after mm-hmm. um how many books do you feel you need to read to to kind of get enough before you then can set yourself off Oh, I think that's a very difficult question. Um, I mean, my head goes to like minimum 20. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Like I really, I want to nail this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Like I, feel, I feel like you can get structure and you can get kind of the pieces of what you need by maybe half a dozen to start pushing you in the right direction. Yeah. But yeah, I really want to kind of go wide with different authors to just see how they all approach 
those kind of tropes and the genre itself and just yeah yeah, yeah. There's, there's work to do but I'm also in no rush because I don't think it'll be anything that I actually get to until maybe second third quarter of next year okay yeah so yeah. I've got plenty of time just to well keep me updated because I really like seeing you happy like as with the things that you're like reading and like when you get in those thought spirals and stuff it's nice yeah. to see yeah it's nice it is really refreshing because it's like I said on one of my questions before it feels like I'm learning again yeah yeah yes 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 Daniel and that is why I am very much enjoying the masterclasses for that exact reason like I feel like I'm pushing myself outside my comfort zone and that is where I am happiest is when I am learning and pushing and growing and developing and yeah so like I love that um you are also doing that yeah you don't want to just go stale and moldy and just stick to the walls whatever that means that is a delightful description no, I don't um, <laughs> so we are combining a couple of sections quarterly confessional so uh well q4 my god q4 q4 yeah. challenge has been posted on the facebook group uh lots of people are getting involved and jumping in and pledging the things they want to do which is awesome we are reading all your comments and all the things you want to do so we are watching you during at <laughs> least next few months the forfeit for anyone that doesn't complete the challenge that they signed up for is to eat three cream crackers or that what what was it the um uh, cream crackers doesn't translate to us it was saltines three saltines i think it was was the um equivalent and then you have to try and whistle uh was it jingle bells or a christmas tune so that's no, i can't even whistle so this is gonna be fun if i fail oh, it's gonna be amazing <laughs> just like a really dry dry throat um and then we've also announced the things that we're gonna do so i've put dan will and this one kind of i'm not sticking this <laughs> like if i fail this one this isn't on me <laughs> dan will move house like I, I'm like 98% confident it's going to happen this side of, you know, this year. Um, I'm going to be attending a coaching apprenticeship. And within that, I'm going to be actioning all the tasks and really making sure that I dive into that and, you know, involve myself in the opportunity. Um, I'm going to be sorting out my Activated Authors 2022 calendar and actioning the first two months of content because I've got a lot of stuff coming up in January and February. And I will be running an author survey for my productivity book. So keep an eye out for that stuff. And then Sasha, did you want to read yours out? Well, are you going to update on whether or not you've done anything? Yeah, I'll get to that in a sec. Okay, so I will read 30 books. I'll get a logo for the thing uh, and I'll create a plan for a series of masterclasses and edit accepted anthology stories. Okay. Are you going to update us? Well, yeah, I didn't know if we were swinging <laughs> back to you. Uh, there's no plan. Um, so, or I'll, I'll go for mine. So as I said, the house move is moving forward. Um, I do think probably within the next four or five weeks, maybe I'll be you know, able to actually get into the place very excited for that because i've been doing a lot of driving over the last year um the apprenticeship starts on so i get jumped into a facebook group on the 1st of november and then it begins on the 14th of november there's a series of uh, zoom classes and things so i'm going to be attending those and sort of really getting myself involved and you know making notes and anything they send out finding ways to make that applicable to what i do so i'll update when they begin um, my activated author's calendar basically the the calendar is built I just need to actually um, look through all the different things I want to do and plan when they're going to be done. Um, and then one of the projects I'm hopefully going to be actioning this week and getting that rolling, which is very exciting. And the author survey is on my to-do list to basically build, um, which I'm probably going to look at next week. Cool. So reading 30 books. I've read seven since the beginning of the month. Um, I've got... <laughs> 
logo for the thing I found two people and Dan had just before this Dan said that he would <laughs> send me some more so thanks for doing my action for me you're you're oh I, I found someone for a logo and I say what kind of logo are you after and you say a logo it's the same as walking into a buffet and going I'd like food please <laughs> yeah so also I need to do some research next week um <laughs> plan for a series of masterclasses I haven't started on that yet um edit accepted anthology stories I have done one round of hand edits um but uh which was I did when I was reading so I just basically need to start typing those up so, but I had aimed to get it done this week and I didn't so in all honesty it's probably going to be when I'm back from uh wherever I'm going next week mm-hmm. <laughs> Holland <laughs> so yeah nice okay uh patron so no new patrons this week but for anyone who wants to get more from the show and join our live q a's and also get early access to every single episode you can go over to uh, patreon.com forward slash next level authors we had our patreon live on it was last night i was gonna say tuesday it was last night um which was a lot of fun and we got into subjects like cows made from fucking butter and the differences between <laughs> different countries and how they speak um and just um just because like, i don't think we've announced this or kind of reminded people of this as well that if you do join our patron then all of those q a's are recorded so there is an entire backlog of conversations in which me and sasha are talking to people and we discuss everything and i'm not even gonna like there is no limit to the stuff we've discussed with people it's insane <laughs> including um, butter cows tvs and combined harvesters butter and cows, tvs and combined harvesters you know like yeah Bed tits. Um, <laughs> bed tits and bed tits that was my favorite thing last night with the bed tits um uh, no shock uh and yeah the next patreon live will be on sunday the 14th of november yeah did you want to add something to that i feel like I interrupted you no good uh so for people who haven't yet taken a look over at my boot camp over at danielwilcox.com forward slash boot uh, forward slash nano i am running a nano remo boot camp for anyone that wants to jump into a community I am running sort of um, group word trackers, live Zoom sprints, daily motivation on my uh, activated office Slack group, and you can get involved. And basically, last year it was last year I managed to get a seventy-eight percent rate, or I the people in my group managed to get a seventy-eight percent rate of people who completed Nano and hit the fifty thousand words, um, with the national average being just under twenty percent, which I'm very very proud of. So I am going to be pushing hard to try and make that happen again with everyone in that group. So if you're a bit nervous about getting involved in Nano, if you want a group that is very, very supportive and you want to make sure that you hit those 50,000 words, then check that out because that will be closing in the next couple of weeks. Not long till Nano. Mm, I know. What have you got, yeah. Sasha? Oh, uh, my Villains Masterclass is going to be running on the 31st of October. Mm. Um it is going to be fantastic, even if I do say so myself. Uh, if you would like to write a villain character as a protagonist, you probably want to come and attend. If you would like to improve your villains, you probably want to come and intend, uh, intend attend. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I am so excited to share all the knowledge and help you create better characters. And you can find out more about that um, at sashablack.co.uk. Navigate to shop. And it's like the first item at the moment. Beautiful. Level ups level up uh, i just need to open slack so we have got rianne stephanie uh who published kingdom of lies on august the 12th and got asked to be part of a charity anthology which is coming out in april 2022 mm. exciting times congratulations yeah. that's huge um comments last week's question was what sparks joy in your business 
Michael says, a lot of things about this job spark joy, but it's hard to beat the feeling of pushing that publish button on a new book. Even if you've done it before, so much planning and work goes into that moment that it's hard not to feel a sense of joy each time. Meg Jolly says, uh, this is freedom and there's no greater joy or relief than that for me. It's the flexibility to exist and thrive outside of society's boxes in which I've never belonged, pursue a lifelong passion and have a fluid lifestyle that works around raising a young son so I can be present for him and enjoy the little moments. Having spent years in miserable traditional careers, this whole career brings me joy and I'm so grateful for it. Edwin Damwood says, right now, my greatest joy comes from being able to look back over a day and seeing my progress in my writing endeavours. Um, Ida uh, says, making people laugh, smile, be happy, making it happen with my writing and the jokes, creating stories and providing escapism for other people brings me joy. And then Ember May said... Uh, this episode was like a hug. Thanks, guys. It also made me take a step back from going from task to task to examine that the parts that really spark joy for me. Don't get me wrong. I love that I am able to do this, but I think I've fallen into the monotony of going from one task to the next. Mm -hmm. So the things that really spark joy for me are one, starting a new project, outlining and fast drafting. Two, finishing projects. I love hitting publish each and every time. There's a real zen that washes over me when I've completed a project and let it go. Three, I love, I really love designing graphics and like uh, to promote my stories. I just hate scheduling and captioning, captioning them. Mm. Beautiful. Okay, so question of the week. Are you ready? No. I don't know if you're going to like this one or not. Uh-oh. <laughs> we'll find out. Um, so bit of setup as there always is in the end of well, at the end of march 2020 we began this podcast at the end of march 2020 we went into lockdown and since then have basically been swimming in the deep end of a pandemic i feel like the pandemic definitely isn't over but we're much more in the shallow end of the pool this analogy came to me just seconds ago and i feel, I feel like it's perfect and i don't think you're appreciating it as much as i'm kind of like putting it out there um so my my question to you is what have you learned about yourself during the pandemic because like let's not beat around the bush it's been freaking rough and i know that you've definitely had like lots of downs some ups but it's always interesting to see those opportunities or see you know what's happened over the last however many years and just try and work out like what you've learned and how you can use that going forward. Cause it is, there's no secret. You definitely like had a lot of revelations. Yeah, I really have. Um, well, I've learned, I've learned a few things. I think, I think, I think the first thing I've learned is that um, I really need quiet and focus. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> in a way that I don't think I realized I needed. So um, like I used to try and work in coffee shops and I, it actually really doesn't work for me. Um, it's too much noise, too much distraction, too many things to look at. Um, and I've really struggled when I had people in the house. Um, and now that Chloe's back at work, she's actually not, she's here today, but um, I actually struggle on days when she's here now, now that she's gone back to work. Cause I adjusted obviously a little bit, but I ended up having to, you know, listen to a lot of music. I definitely felt less productive. Um, 
but now I have coping mechanisms. I shut my door, I put music on, I like, you know, this, that, and the other, which I sort of had to learn. Um, but in that revelation, I think has spiraled the other revelations about focus. Now, I will always be a person that likes having multiple projects. Like I can't just do just one thing because I will burn out. Um, but also I've definitely realized that there is a limit to the number of projects that I can do. Um, and more to the point that I really, really have to be careful what I commit to doing for other people. So one of the things that I learned um, from coaching is that um, as an influencer, so I'm yellow dominant, which means um, I'm dominated by influencing strengths. And so our natural state is to want to have impact, want to influence, want to sort of uh, like help and benefit and cha make change for other people, those kinds of things. Um, but when the pandemic hit and I couldn't necessarily focus on all the things that I wanted to do in my own business, I defaulted to doing lots of tiny little things for other people that would have an impact so I would do a small win for somebody else instead of working on the big wins for me and so I think it took a year and um it's only in the last six weeks when I've really started to clear the decks <clears throat> that I realized quite how much I was doing for other people um and so yeah that that is quite a long lasting and deep impact that it has had on me. Um, and I've sort of realized the power of no mm. and that I can say no to things and the world is not going to end. I do not have to take up every single opportunity that comes my way. Um, <clears throat> and I'm still trying to readjust to like the void that has sort of appeared because I'm not doing all these little things for other people. There is a bit of a void um, and I get, I'm, I get agitated by that void because obviously I like to be really busy but um, I'm trying to give myself that space to just do the stuff that I want to do like if I hadn't have got rid of so much stuff I wouldn't have been able to put on this masterclass mm -hmm. um, and so in not doing as much for other people I'm able to do more for other people which is like the most ridiculous contradiction ever but it's true um, and in the doing more for people, it's it's things that one are my strengths. Like they're the things that I'm really good at. And so I should be giving the world more of the things that I'm really good at rather than doing little ridiculous things that, are, you know, that I'm not great at or whatever, just because it was like a small win. Um, yeah, so I think I have learned that I really have to be careful what I give my time to I have also learned that I'm I'm trying to think about how to phrase this so I, I, I I've just had so many revelations you know like I I have discovered new genres that I you know that I want to focus on and that I want to write in and that in itself has given way to like more a more happy, like, uh, what's the word? Like um, content feeling with the nonfiction. Like I'm content to let that be my business and work on mm -hmm. the fiction. Like, and don't get me wrong. Like 
I am I am going to make the fiction make money, but I, I'm not going to ever need it to make money, if that makes mm. sense. It will make money for me, but it doesn't have to. Yeah. Um, and and that is not something that I could have accepted two years ago, let alone a year ago. You know, that's just not something like I that I just couldn't have done that. Um, and that is that is really quite different for me. Um, I think it has been <clears throat> the greatest lesson in in time spent. I think I've ever had. Um, yeah. I it's also reminded me how much I need travel um and I really do feel bereft of a big part of my life I think the year before the pandemic I was on a plane five times and that's not unusual for me like Mm -hmm. a lot that sounds very privileged but a lot of my family don't live in the country you know I've got family all over the world and so invariably I end up on a plane quite a lot um, but I think I had underestimated how much that fills me and like gives me stuff. Yeah. Like inspiration, culture. I don't know. It just gives me stuff. Um, and I feel like I'm not, I feel like there's something else that I'm not quite touching. I'm not quite digging deep enough to get it. But what have I learned about myself since the pandemic? I think I've learned what I want. Like that's probably the biggest thing I've learned what I want and what I don't want and that I am happy to miss out on things. If it means that I get to focus on the stuff that I want, like next year is not going to be like the last year. It is not going to be like last year. Um, And I'm excited for that. And I am excited for the prospect of what being empowered, like in a weird way, I feel more empowered now than I felt in a long time. Mm. um yeah I don't know how about you Uh, yeah so the reason I asked this question is because obviously you have seemed a lot more yourself and joyful and passionate and thriving in in the things you're doing and a lot of that definitely can be attributed to all the wins and things I think it is because I'm I'm definitely feeling much more lighter in myself and I wonder if Part of that is because realistically, this is the first stretch of time in which things have seemed somewhat normal for mm. like a year and a half, two years. And like before I dive into my, I do want to do like a little throwback and go back to those first few episodes. One of the f- first questions that we had was, it was something like, um, how have you been kind to yourself during the pandemic? And what I didn't realize was how much this podcast like helped through the last 18 months because we said ourselves like the reason we started this podcast podcast is because we don't often stop and reflect Mm -hmm. and like we'll be honest we like go on sprints and we'll occasionally chat throughout throughout the week but we work hard and like we're like ships sometimes passing in the night yeah so when it comes to this this podcast we almost deliberately don't plan until like five minutes before we jump on camera because that's what we built this podcast to be it's it's that outlet to self-reflect and to really sort of like just take a moment to pause and I don't know how I would have survived without it as well because it was that fixture every week that marked a punctuation point during the week and it was that fixture each week that gave us a chance to talk and process and bitch and moan and celebrate and 
all those things because there have been like I don't think you can come out of the last 18 months and not have learned anything about yourself mm. and a lot of what you said you know I could you know go into in depth on sort of my my slant on them but it's very very similar like it's when your only options are to like sit at home and either work or obviously like I had many many periods where I was looking after my son for weeks at a time because of like he wasn't at school and had to share it with his mum and the fact that she works full-time and she was um an essential worker and you really do get to a point where you're like oh god I didn't realize how much I value just having some time to myself to work in quiet mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm a bit different in the sense that like I do like going to cafes and things that I can't now just spend an entire week working at home mm. because I get stale I get sort of in my own head and I like to go to cafes and just explore and you know again that's part of the reason that I'm out this week because the last few weeks I have been at home and I'm a bit like oh, I just need something a bit different mm-hmm. um but yeah I think it, it seems really like coincidental and strange that the pandemic hits as we start this podcast as a chance to reflect and like I didn't plan on saying any of this, but like a big thank you to the fact that, you know, you've been there pretty much every week here with me, just chatting like shit, basically. (laughs) Oh, I'm always here to chat shit, darling. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, like. I think the other thing, well, I was just going to, as you were talking, it sort of reminded me that I think how, I'm trying to get the right words. You, you mentioned how you had to look after your kid for like weeks on end and just how flexible our businesses are. Which like, is a blessing and a curse. Well, that's what I was going to say, <laughs> because the, the blessing is that, you know, we were able to homeschool. We were able to, um, you know, do stuff. You know, I was able to take on for eight months my son full time. Um, and still keep my business running like yeah I nearly very nearly burned out but I didn't um, and like I still made money and I still published and I still I still continued like I do not ever want to go back to that because you're that was horrific. more productive at times <laughs> um, but it's the pressure yeah. I work really well under pressure mm-hmm. um, and um but but I suppose I'm sort of grateful. I don't, I don't want to say grateful because I work fucking hard to build my business. I'm not grateful, but I am also grateful that I have created this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a weird, weird sort of way to Sasha speak could have about. done novel and just be <laughs> of being miserable, being like, one day I'm going to be a writer. But you worked hard. You made it happen. I did make it happen. And I am incredibly relieved. And because I think if I had been in my old corporate job I don't think I'd have survived I oh yeah I had so many thoughts about that during the pandemic because my so my brother works at a pub he runs um a pub somewhere I won't say where I'm keeping some of my life mysterious <laughs> and he basically was paid to be off work for, for months at a time and as I was working like I'm sat there and like you know occasionally you'll, you'll talk to people and I say like oh have you had to be like furloughed or anything like that and I was like the more and more I thought about it, the more I was like, even if I was furloughed, I'd be doing this. Yeah, I have to say, I was a bit resentful about that. I like. I, I think do think I could have got a great job a couple of weeks before the pandemic, and then try to like ride on furlough, and then done that and my work. But 
you know, everyone. Well, has... I just think it's unfair that lots of people got furloughed and yet we had to run our own businesses with zero help and full time homeschool and look after our kids and continue managing the houses. And now we're getting taxed more money. But that's a political comment and I'm not going to get into my rant. <laughs> if I get into the rant, I'm going to start swearing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think the this is some of the things that I have learned from the pandemic, like you say, saying no and really valuing the things that you want to work on. Mm. Um, it's very easy to, and I think we have to think we've spoken on this on an episode at some point, but there is definitely an element of when you kind of get going with this kind of work, you do take on as much as you can because you have to sift through and find out what things work for you, what you're good at, what you enjoy and find those crossovers. And some of that is just, you know, experimenting. And taking things on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's the thing. I don't think I realized how much time, like I only really feel like I'm starting to settle into my business now. Mm-hmm. And we're two and a half years out of yeah. having left our day jobs. Yeah. Like that first year was definitely about survival, like yeah. just survive. Because at the end of that first year, it was a milestone significant enough. I felt like I could, that I believed that I could continue to do this. Mm-hmm. And then um, like that whole second year was just consumed by lockdown. And I don't like, and then, and so it was another year of survival, in, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't feel like we've really had a proper chance at this. I feel like it will be four years before. Oh, easy. You do you know what I mean? Because like we're at sort of two and a half years. This, the next six months will be hopefully, fingers crossed, still coming out of the pandemic. And then I'll feel like we'll get a really good run at a good mm-hmm. year where we're not being shafted by whatever we're being shafted by. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it came in. Uh, so throughout my experience of the pandemic, I, I discovered that I had so many real extreme peaks of productivity followed by like real troughs of just depletion Mm. and I'm someone who I do well with consistency as much as I can like I try to again as much as I can it doesn't always work really try and hit what I need to each week in terms of workload and stuff and I was I I, you know work so so hard for about three or four days and then I just sink for two three sometimes a week Mm. and you know managing that around looking after a kid and just keeping the business alive and not being around other people it was a lot but at the same time like I've now that all all that looks like it's moving into the past it does mean that I value again the work that I'm doing I value again having the opportunity to actually try to be more consistent and Mm. like it still makes me laugh because my word of this year was still balance (laughs) and I am it's definitely a work in progress it's something that is slowly happening within like the boundaries of the work that I'm doing. I am lessening my plate more and more each day, but at the same time as some certain things lessen, you then have to do more to then be able to do less. And it's Mm. such a, like I, so an insight into Dan's mentality back in 2017, I was offered the opportunity to work with Michael Andley and write some books with him, which have served me very well over the last few years. Back then, while I was working a full-time day job, and also I think well, my son would have been three or four around that point, um, I remember promising myself, work your ass off, write fast, you'll only have to do it for a year or two. <laughs> wow. That was oh, four years honey. ago. And I'm still very much in that, like running on that treadmill. And I'm finally getting to the point where like it is beginning to slow, mm. but it's taken a lot of zigzag paths to try and, get to where I need to go and again coming back to the point that you said I feel a lot more purposeful about what I want Mm. and because I've done you know lots of different stuff left right and center over the past few years it it feels justified it doesn't feel like oh a thing that I'm trying it feels like a thing that 
I'm actively working towards because I know that that brings me joy. Mm. Um, and go on. Oh, I was just going to say, isn't it funny that both of us, both of our phrases for the year, we sort of came into the year full of gusto of doing it. And then in that middle, we were like, fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> both of us, it didn't look like we were going to kind of match those. But now actually coming towards the end of the year, you look like you're all so much more balanced than you were at the beginning of oh, the yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. And, and, but in a different way than you probably expected, which I yeah. think is so funny. My my phrase for the year was um survive <laughs> income focus income focus finishing shit. Wow. One yeah. of those shifted. Put in. One of those shifted. The finishing shit. No, the yeah. income. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um and I think it's crazy because I didn't even re- I didn't even remember that I put focus on mine, but I feel like my focus is really starting to level up. Um, obviously, I'm finishing shit and my income. Yeah. Like I tell you, I'll tell you after this, but this is going to be a very nice month for me. Nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I don't think I've said this on the podcast. Have I said it on the podcast? I don't know what you're going to say. Um, very conservatively conservatively conservative if it's the thing that you've that was the thing you haven't announced it oh well oh no 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 I was just okay. gonna say like by the end of this tax year uh, I should hopefully touch wood all of the words fingers crossed surpass my old income yeah I mean I haven't done it yet so I'm not like that's why I'm sort of tentatively saying it but uh-huh. I've sort of looked at projections um that's looking good and it's it's looking like it might go that way that I'm just going to say it might maybe because I may not do it. And if I don't do it, I my competition will rage, rage like the dying of the light. But, um, <laughs> you know, I am close. It's going to be a close call. Yeah. So I'm no, very excited. Keep us posted. Yeah. Yeah. I think the other thing for me <laughs> really has been. Human connection, like the fact that, you know, we've had this podcast, the fact that it seems very sort of serendipitous that my boot camp has basically demanded that I continue providing a boot camp for, for the next however long. And, you know, that's all evolved into activated authors. Uh, and there is just a community of people that I meet up with several times a week that you can check in. They're like just wonderful people. Um, I, I wonder how different the pandemic would be without video conferencing because I was basically alone in a house for most of it. Like I obviously had, my son that I still um you know shared responsibilities with uh, his mum and went through all that but outside of that I didn't really see friends my family are about 80 miles away like there was there would have been little and what I'm finding particularly now is and this is something I'm working on very much in my own psychology is there's a real hesitancy to meet up with people because although things are waning and obviously cases are coming down and like deaths aren't as high and things because I've not been like really allowed around people for a year and a half, just going out in public is still, it's still difficult is the wrong word, but there's still like hesitancy. There's still a bit of friction. And so then hanging out with friends and like the idea of like quite a few of my friends have started going back to concerts and, you know, busy events and things. And I'm still like, I don't know if I'm there, but I really, I really want to get back into that because I fucking miss it. And life is short. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say I've had, I've had a couple of really high anxiety days about like traveling this week. Yeah. Uh, what day is it today? Thursday, Tuesday was really, really bad. Like I had tight chest. I was very borderline panic attack. Like I am 
very anxious about going yeah. uh, but also see the fear beat the fear like mm-hmm. I will not allow myself to, to to be consumed by fear but yeah I completely understand that there is um I will talk to you about something else connected to people um and the pandemic after the call tease <laughs> yeah, but yeah that no, I am um, I potentially might be very very potentially might be going to the states in February and there's a big part of me that's like uh <laughs> I don't know yet but again like it's been nearly two years of not being able to do stuff and I just I don't know I don't know there's a lot to to work through but yeah I think for us although the pandemic has definitely you know thrown heaps of shit in our faces it's definitely been we've come out swinging a trial by fire that has kind of like honed the blade very very sharply like we've had to swim or sink Mm. and like you say we're coming up to three years of being full-time doing what we're doing which is insane to think about Mm -hmm. um but yeah I just just thought it'd be a nice little check mark because I also actually this might be the reason I asked a question like I think I'm looking for that punctuation mark to to finish the pandemic for me there's not going to be a punctuation mark I mean a psychological one yeah I don't know what that is so yeah there we go so our question to you this week is what have you learned about yourself during the pandemic uh, get involved in the quarterly challenge. All the information is over on Facebook. Pop down what you're going to pledge to do and make sure you do it. Otherwise, you have to stuff your face full of crackers and whistle a merry jig. <laughs> and we will see you all next week. Bye bye. Bye bye. Hungry for more? If you enjoyed this podcast, you can hear more of my angelic accent and Dan's dulcet tones on our other podcasts. For more of me, check out the Great Writer Share podcast. For more of me, listen to the Rebel Author Podcast. We'll be back next week holding each other to account as Dan and Sasha become Next Level Authors. I think I've fallen behind. That's a book every three days. Yeah. I, I normally you. normally read a book every other day. <laughs> Life is held for Sasha Black. It's I cannot read. It's a book I want to read. I have to do other admin and it takes four days instead of two. I... Meanwhile, Dan <laughs> is still on the same book from March. <laughs>